0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. Today, we're identifying the five types of beliefs that must shift before you can get what you want. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up? What is up, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in, listening, hanging out with us. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a topic that started as a question from my listeners. No, from an attendee at an event. Sorry, but maybe also a listener. They raised their hand, gave them the mic, and they said, James, if you could just like extract certain beliefs out of someone's brain so that they could grow their business effectively, what would those beliefs be? Like if you could perform belief surgery, what would you cut out? You know, it was a fun question. I was like, wow, that's a really, really good question. And I had a really hard time answering it because it, to me, didn't really come down to just one. I mean, it can, but there's so many, there's so many. And so I thought on this question, I think I was asked this question, I don't know, four months ago and I've five months ago, maybe in January, and I've just been chewing on it and thinking about it. And I finally put this episode together, but I'm going to be sharing it with you today a little differently than the question was asked. I've chunked it into five types of beliefs. These are the five types of beliefs that we really have to look at when we're setting out on any journey and we have any goal, whether it's build our business or whatever. So that's what we're gonna do, and I think that's gonna be a real beneficial episode. Now obviously, if you're listening today, June 15th, then by now, I'm sure you know that our eight-part video series The Rise of the Digital CEO is now live. It's out there. You can binge watch the whole thing and you can just head on over to businessbydesign.net and get started with that today. For those of you guys who don't know what that is, this is our one time a year we release this eight part video series that my team and I, oh my goodness, we pour our heart and soul into creating what we aim to always be the best free training series on online business, digital product training out there in the world. We want our free training being better than people's paid stuff. And so in this series, we talk about how to look at your business like a machine and the five gears that your business will need if you want it to start running like an effective machine. These are the five gears we teach our students. This is what they've put in their business. You've heard so many case studies. This is what we've done in our business is what we've been able to scale it as of last year to almost, well, just over 9 million, 9.2 million, almost, you know, eight figures, whatever, all this glamorous numbers and stuff, but it works. And we're so excited for you guys to get binging, to get watching and to get going with this series. So make sure you schedule out some time to start binge watching as soon as possible because it's not going to be up for long. We just keep it up for, I don't know, like 10 or 12 days. And it's at that point that we open up enrollment once a year for our signature program. This is how we help our students business by design. And, and then we go to work. We go back to work helping our students. We've got a lot of cool new things this year that I can't wait for you to see. So make sure you check it out, hang out with us. We've got our free Facebook group up and all that good jazz. We've got some really great coaching and questions, conversations happening there. And actually the time of this recording is Friday. So I waited towards the end of the week here. My team is actually on their way up. So we actually, for like the first time ever, we were running this launch in Sedona, Arizona. We're bringing the team out here. We rented an Airbnb, not mine. We got another one. And we're going to all be hanging out, working on the launch and supporting our members, supporting you guys and, you know, having some fun helping you guys. So really excited to help you get your message out there so you can make a bigger impact. So you can reach more people. Let's freaking do this. And one of the things we got to look at are some of these beliefs. So we're going to break down five, I don't know, types, I think is a good word. Five categories of beliefs. So if we want to start looking at the beliefs that we need to shift or change in order to change our results, right? You know, Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. Well, the first category are beliefs about beliefs. (laughs) What a great meta place to start. You know, when I first learned the neuroscience stance on beliefs, it changed so much for me. Neuroscience will tell us that your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life. In other words, most people look out in life and then have experiences through their five senses like what they see, right? And hear, and then think that that's how their beliefs are getting formed. But what neuroscience tells us is that our brain is actually matching our life to fit our pre-existing beliefs. When you just start to chew on that one, it's gonna change your beliefs about beliefs that by and large, what you experience out there is the byproduct, the reflection, if you will, of your beliefs in your brain. And a great metaphor to use is like wearing belief goggles. You know, if you ever went like skiing or snowboarding, you wear those like bright orange glasses and you look up and you're like, wow, the sky is so orange. It's like, well, it's not orange. You're just experiencing reality through these orange filters. So these belief goggles begin to filter, distort, delete certain information, because there's so much information coming in at any moment, right? You can just begin even while you're listening now to become aware of other things in your reality. You can begin to notice the things that you haven't been noticing, and you can notice those things now. See if you can do that with me right now. Notice something that you haven't been paying attention to. Can you hear a bird chirping in the background or your air conditioner humming or feeling a breeze or just even looking at something that you haven't really been paying attention to? So we're constantly filtering, filtering things out of our conscious awareness. And so much what's determining what comes in and what comes out is based on our beliefs. This is why I tell my students over and over again, how you see business determines what's possible. That's another one to chew on. How you see business because your beliefs really do start to become more like a perspective. And there's so many perspectives. Now the tricky thing of course is that we don't see beliefs as beliefs, we see them as the way it is. It's just the way it is, it's the way it is. A lot of things that we see as beliefs are things we don't believe. So a belief is like a perceived truth. It's a thought that you continue to think that you no longer think about. (laughs) And the reality is, is it's just simply a matter of a perspective. So I want you to start developing a belief about beliefs. Now, one of the first big beliefs that I developed about beliefs is that everything, all of it, is a belief. Everything is a belief. And of course, people say, James, I don't agree with that. I said, I know, because it's just a belief. Now, why we do that is so we we can begin to catch beliefs. We can begin to find beliefs. We can begin to have a little bit more malleableness with life. When people are stuck, it's because their thinking is so fixed. And when you have a little bit more flexibility in the way you look at something, you can change, shift, move, try it out, right? Cause it's just a matter of perspective. So that's a belief that I have about beliefs is that everything is a belief. Even like little simple things like the sky is blue that's not a belief, James, those are facts. Well, I mean, it's not always blue. At night, it's not blue. During the sunrise or the sunset or when it's overcast, it's definitely not blue, whereas a real truth is something that's true 100% of the time, all the time. And so, so much in our life, we are operating from these beliefs that we think are absolute truths. And we're going to start going into these, but this is why I had to include this as the first section, is that if I start talking about some of the beliefs that we have and you haven't created that distinction in your life, that a belief is just a perspective, not the way it is, it's not the truth, it's just a perspective, then you can't deny that there aren't other perspectives that exist. And some of these other perspectives that exist that we haven't been choosing allow for a little bit more of what we want, you'll see what I'm talking about or you'll hear what I'm talking about as we continue. But some of our beliefs do not align with the outcomes that we want. Yet we're unwilling to change that perspective. And that's fine, that's your choice. So we aren't stuck with our beliefs. That's just a belief that you have if you think that you are. I've always thought that. And why do I always think that? You're never stuck with your beliefs unless you have a belief that I'm stuck with my beliefs. That's just a belief you have about your beliefs these are just thought habits really you know people are really talking a lot about habits but this is just a thought habit and when you do something that's habitual you no longer think about it anymore it's automatic it's robotic but we have thoughts like that all the time and they become so automatic and habitual that they become invisible because we're not conscious of them so they're happening at an unconscious level so we're not conscious of the automatic we brought it down into the unconscious level so that's all it is We have to become aware of that which we've become unaware of. We have to bring the unconscious to the conscious and bring more awareness and begin to notice some of these beliefs that we have. And then you can create new thought habits, just like you would create a new habit like, you know what? I'm going to start a morning routine. I'm going to read for 10 minutes every day. I'm going to do my Peloton every morning. That's just a new habit. And it's hard at first and then it gets easy and then it's even harder before it becomes automatic. Most people aren't willing to do that with their beliefs or with their thinking or their patterns of thought. And I hope you will. So that's our first category, is our beliefs about beliefs. Even just beginning to think about beliefs, becoming aware of our beliefs is gonna be really powerful. Which takes us to our second type or category of beliefs, which are beliefs about what is possible and really what's possible for you. Now, this would be an opportunity to really take some time journaling here. We all have desires, okay? You will have desires, things that you want until the day you die. We are desire-driven creatures. Contrast creates that desire, right? Like, oh, this thing I didn't want happened, happened, which automatically says, well, now I know what I do want. So you'll always want. And I'm never gonna adopt a belief that wanting or having desires is bad maybe our attachment to them, or the expectations of how they have to come in and how fast and what it means if you don't and all that stuff. But there's nothing wrong with wanting something. That's just a belief. I don't feel bad when I want something, when I get excited about a new idea, a new possibility. So we all have desires. What do you desire? Speaking specifically to your business, what do you want? Now this is really funny because I love asking people this question. What do you want? What do you want? And you're not answering that question. You're answering another question. What's realistic? (laughs) What's really possible for me? I mean, what's not gonna upset me, disappoint me or, you know, get my hopes up? But I didn't ask that. I said, what do you want? Like truly want. Like genie in a lamp, can grant you a wish, no, not a million wishes, and no, not a million genies. (laughs) You know, that's the smart, smart thing. Don't tell your kids that. But if if you ever ask them, you know, like, what do you, you got three wishes, what do you wish for? And no, not a million wishes. They just say, okay, then I'll ask for a million genies. (laughs) So good. (laughs) No, if you had the genie and you got one business wish, what would the wish be? The wish is you suspending disbelief which is what this is about, and just being straight with what you want. So write that down. What is it that you want if you had the wish and you could wish for anything? Now you wanna ask yourself, do I believe that this is possible? Do I believe that it's possible for me? You're either gonna get a yes or a no. There's really no in between. It's a maybe is a no. Sort of is a no. Kind of uh, is a no. This is binary folks, it's yes or no. And you guys have heard this, you get what you expect. So if you don't believe it's possible, it's not gonna happen. I'm not trying to be harsh or anything, but if you don't believe that it's possible, if you don't believe you have what it takes, if you don't believe it's possible for you, it's never gonna happen. Because whatever that thing is that you want will require something of you, it'll be challenging, it'll be outside your comfort zone, it'll be hard. And if you already believe that it's not possible, why would you do that thing? Why would you do something that you don't wanna do, that's uncomfortable, that's hard, that's, you know, puts you at risk or whatever, if you already knew it's not gonna work? That one magic thing that puts it all on the line, you won't do it. So that's the second type of what I would change for somebody is beliefs about what is possible. Here's my beliefs about what is possible. Anything is possible 100% of the time. That's where I operate from. Anything Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, anything. Now, when we start talking about some cool quantum physics stuff, which I don't know very much about quantum physics, like I'm not a quantum physics professor, obviously. I don't have my pocket protector. But I do get really geeked out about quantum physics. I'm really passionate about it. Because quantum physics starts to talk about these like infinite realities, infinite probabilities that exist simultaneously, Like right? Like you are just the sum of these choices and decisions that you make every moment. And then you could like make a decision right now, totally different. And does that set you into a completely different collapsed probability of existence? Well, something I heard that really cracked my mind wide open about quantum physics is that a thought form can't exist for you without simultaneously already creating that as a probability of existence. Whoa, rewind that. Did you rewind that? That's huge. You can't have the thought without simultaneously allowing for the creation of that probability of its existence. In other words, the very fact that you could think it, like I want X, I wish I could have Ba, this is what I desire, already means it's possible. It already means it's possible. Holy cow. The only things that aren't possible are the things you're not thinking about, the things you've never thought of. Whoa, whoa. So where did this desire come from? I asked you to write down, what do you want? Now, if it's mom and dad's desire, right? You know, like the classic example of like the really hard parents that are like really hard on their kids. And they're like, you're gonna become a doctor. You're gonna become a lawyer. And they're like, but I want to paint. I want to be an artist. Yeah, probably, you know, that's not their desires. So they're probably not gonna make a good doctor or lawyer. They Some still do, right? Which is funny. But that's like, that's not that person's desire. <sighs> Getting it? It comes from within, it's already done. Your success is inevitable. That's a belief we have about what's possible. But people hear me say that all the time, and they're just like, that's cool. That sounds, oh, I like that. But I'm afraid it won't work. We got to stop that type of stuff. How much of the time are you spending not doing anything? Because you're like, I don't know if this is the right niche, the right angle, the right path, or the right direction. So you're afraid it won't work. And I can't guarantee diddly, but I can guarantee that if you just get moving, you'll get there eventually. See, everyone wants a straight line. It won't be a straight line. It's a game of hot and cold trial and error. Okay, let's try this. No, that's not working. Okay, but what it is giving me is, ah, this, ooh. Okay, so I need to go here. Yeah, and you'll get there eventually but I need it to be perfect and flawless, whatever, right? And that takes us to our next category, which are beliefs about what it's gonna take. So once you start to believe, okay, I think it is possible, I think I can do this, I think it's possible for me, then we have beliefs about what it's gonna take to make that happen. No, I believe I can do it, but it's gonna take too much time, too much money, too much stress, too much sacrifice of health, family, and the other things that matter. I want you to take time. and If you have to pause this episode, it's gonna be really powerful. What beliefs do you have about what it will take to hit your goals? What stories have you already created about what it will take? What stories have you created about failure? Like, I wanna do it, but I don't wanna fail, okay? So we'll talk about both of these because that stopped me for a while. I said, you know, I wanna keep growing, but honestly, like, I don't wanna work anymore. I'm good. And I realized I had a belief. Making more money still meant working more. And so you want to turn these beliefs once you recognize them into a, how can I, how can I a without B? So if you're sitting there saying, I want to go all in on my business. I want to grow my business, but I'm afraid it will make me a bad mom because I won't have as much time with my kids. That's a belief. That's such a belief. So we want to change that to what would it look like? Or how could I continue to grow this business without taking any time away from my time with my kids or with still knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I'm a great mother and giving my kids and my family everything they need. I find myself just asking my clients better questions than they've been asking themselves. I'm asking you a better question. How can you? What would it need to look like? How can I make it possible? Because anything's possible. So beliefs about what it's gonna take And part of this, of course, are beliefs around failure. Now, you've heard me talk about failure before. I like to say there is no such thing as failure because failure itself is a belief. It's an interpretation. It's a label that we give unwanted events and circumstances and situations in our life. Something happened, we did something. It didn't go the way we wanted it to go. We go, failure. That's called life. Life doesn't go the way you want it to 99% of the time. And we keep going. But here's the reality. Every time you put yourself out there You ask for the sale, you ask for the lead, you ask for engagement, you ask for feedback, you ask for whatever. You put yourself on the line. What I call at bat moments. It's a baseball (laughs) metaphor. You step up to the plate, the ball's coming down the line. You're either gonna hit the ball, crack. Or you're not. So you're either gonna get what you want, or you're gonna get what you needed. And what you needed was that lesson. And it's that lesson that you needed that is the very reason that you didn't get what you want. People that can unravel that one is gonna blow your mind. Which means the only reason you're not getting what you want is because there was still something to learn. But how are you supposed to learn it when you're so busy calling it a failure? The failure label masks the lesson. It hides it. This is why people say success is a crappy teacher. It's kind of true. It doesn't have to be. But in those letdowns that we tend to call failure, that's where all the gold is that you can mine. And so if you have beliefs about, I have to get there without making a mistake or without making a failure, you've already failed. You will make mistakes. You will do the quote unquote fail. You hear the cliches failures is the stepping stones to success. When are you gonna actually live your life that way? Run your business that way? When is that gonna become more than a hallmark Instagram quote card that you love to double tap? Or whatever the kiddos are doing these days. TikToking it. When does that become who you are? Yeah, today I'm gonna put it all on the line and see what happens. It's either gonna work or I'm just gonna learn something. That's up to you. But this category is about beliefs about what it's gonna take. Here's the next category. Beliefs about what's going to happen. This is so good. Our brain loves familiarity. So we are constantly predicting, constantly predicting. It's that great metaphor of like when you're walking down the steps and your brain thinks there's another step, but there isn't. You do that like, and you're like, oh, that was weird. Your brain thought there would be another step. When you become present to this in your life, it's a game changer, but you are constantly predicting and they're not good predictions. Ugh, she's going to say no. Oh, he's not going to have time for this. Ugh, she's going to be mad. Ugh, no one's going to show up. Ugh, no one's going to join. Ugh, it usually starts with an ugh. <laughs> They're predictions. Oh my gosh. And a prediction is a belief. By the way, a prediction is a type of belief. If I do this, then that's what's going to happen. They're going to get mad. They're going to get angry. They're going to comment, complain, refund, blah, blah, blah. We gotta start looking at our beliefs about what's gonna happen. We wanna just eradicate, erase any beliefs about prediction. We really do, because that gets us not living in the present, right? And you just go back to that, hey, here's the action I'm gonna do and I'm either gonna get what I want or I'm gonna get what I need. I would like for you to begin operating from a blank canvas. Okay, I gotta call this person. I gotta ask this favor. And I don't know how it's gonna go. I might as well not project a possible future on it. I can have an intention and I can project my intention. But so many of us are projecting negative beliefs of worst case scenarios, which then ultimately becomes our intention. Oh, they're so going to be upset when I tell them about this. That's no longer a belief or a prediction. That's the intent that you've created. That's what now causes you to show up that way. That affects your behavior, the words you choose, how you show up. So you do a webinar saying, oh, they're not going to like this. How are you showing up in that? Your belief prediction becomes the intent. And that intent actually shapes your energy in the moment. Self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) So beliefs about what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. The future is anything but certain. Have intent. Absolutely. Do everything in your life with intent. That's so much power but stop making these crazy predictions like you think it's helping you. Well, if I kinda just worry about it enough, I'll be prepared for it. That's nonsense. (laughs) Okay, all right, last one are beliefs about you. you? Save the best for last. I think one of the things that we struggle with so much as personal brand entrepreneurs, first of all, you become your business. You are not your business, folks. You are not your business. What? I understand, personal brand, it's your face. People buy seeing your face. You're selling your coaching. But that's like a product. That's not you, that's not who you are. We gotta untangle our identity from the business. That's why I keep telling my students, you gotta look at your business like a machine. And that makes you the inventor of that machine. That's what you are. So we have all these, what we call like identity beliefs, but which are just beliefs about ourselves. The, End of the I am statement. Whatever comes after the I am. I'm stupid, I'm not good enough, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm not a techie, I'm not a math person, I'm not a numbers person. I'm slow, I'm behind, I'm stuck. I'm, 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 I'm. I think the biggest lie that we've all been told our entire lives, the biggest lie, is that you aren't powerful. You are the creator of that I am. Who you are is the I am that creates the I am. And however you finish that sentence is who you end up creating yourself to be. And that's who you become. And then because neuroscience tells us that your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life, it fits your life to match your beliefs. Or it matches your life out there to fit your pre-existing beliefs. We decide one day I'm, this, and then that's what we create our lives to be. But you can change that in an instant because you are the I am that's so powerful that you can create yourself to be whoever you decide to create yourself to be. That's so powerful because you're so powerful. And if you're like arguing for like, no, James, you don't understand. Like I'm just too old or I'm, I'm just not fast enough or smart enough or whatever. It's like, that's how powerful you are because you created that, you created that. And if you can get present to that for like a glimpse of a nanosecond, like you're reinforcing it through your, no, trust me, like back in high school, oh my gosh, and then like how long it takes me to go through an online course, oh my gosh. No, 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 that's your creation. And then you just see evidence of it. You create all that. Because you are that creator. So when we begin to look at the beliefs about who you are, so much changes. So much changes. I am a creator. I am powerful. I am capable of anything. I can do, achieve, and accomplish anything. I am here for a reason. I have purpose. I am here to fulfill my dharma. How much of our day is spent creating these thought habits? How much time is spent there? Imagine what could change if more time was. So I was asked this question, I thought it was such a great question, I felt so underprepared for it. You know, what beliefs would you just, (laughs) brain belief surgery? (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh, I don't know, where do you start? And I hope today in this episode I was able to offer something because that's what we do a lot with a lot of our training is realizing that the way you think as an employee or coming from corporate or whatever is a very different way of thinking and being and showing up when it comes to a business. It's a very different set of beliefs. So let's get started, right? So I broke it down into these five types of beliefs and I'll just recap them for you really quickly. We have beliefs about beliefs themselves. We have Your beliefs about what is possible for you. Beliefs about what it's going to take to get what you want. Beliefs about the future. Beliefs about what's going to happen next. These prediction-based beliefs. And finally, and I think most importantly, beliefs about you. I hope you'll take the time with this episode, whether it was during this or re-listening to it or now, to actually do some work, you know? Like maybe you just kind of half-listened because you're so busy doing something that it wasn't really important. When I started diving into this belief work of myself, so much changed, because when you change the way you think about things, the things you think about change. And take the time to maybe do some journaling or some writing or some talking it out or something that can help you to spot what maybe we haven't noticed. Challenge some of the things we think about so we can change some of those things. All right, thanks so much for hanging out. Let me know if any of those beliefs popped up for you that you noticed that you hadn't been noticing before. Send me over a little DM on the Instagrams and we'll talk soon. Thank you, take care. All right, cue the music. Look, you're an entrepreneur, which means you have goals, you know, things you want. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself, what does your business want? Or rather, what does it need? Because the truth is, the results you want are determined by the role that you fill in your business. The role that your business actually needs you to fill. And for most, that's the role that they've been avoiding, hence why they don't have the sales, the customers, or the audience they want. Let me show you how to actually run a digital business the right way, like the one that I was able to scale from three to nine million in one year one that isn't a mess behind the scenes, that doesn't force you to work 14 hour days and still barely make enough. Let me show you how to step into the role of the digital CEO so you too can finally experience the rapid growth that you've been waiting for. Join us today for the free eight part business transforming series that everyone's been talking about right now. Simply visit businessbydesign.net and let's get started.